Welcome to the Hammer Lane, a private podcast dedicated to the employees of Enterprise Transportation. Your host and Vice President of Trucking, Casey Teague, will cover topics that are important to you, our favorite employee. Posted once a month, we hope you find this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. From interviews answering your questions, we'll try and cover all that's relevant to our business. If you have questions you'd like addressed, email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. That is, again, thehammerlane at eprod.com. Now, let's get into the show. Hey, good morning, guys, or good afternoon, depending on what time of day it is when you're listening to this podcast. Yes, I still work here. I know. I know. It's been a long time. I think... uh Two, two and a half months since I've uh, sat here and did a podcast, and I've had all kind of things in my mind as far as what I want to do, say, and, you know, I keep meaning to sit down and put pen to paper and come up with a few ideas, and uh, it seems that uh, I don't have time. Actually, I, I do have time. I, that's just a weak excuse for not getting in here and keeping you guys up to date. So for that, I do apologize. I actually had to brush the cobwebs off of this podcaster and uh, kind of get some retraining on how this thing works. But the good news is I'm still here, and we're knocking out a podcast. So I uh, hope you enjoy it. Um, I've got a number of things I wanted to go over, but uh, before I, I do anything, I wanted to – uh, say um, happy Veterans Day. Uh, this Saturday, today is Thursday uh, the 9th. Uh, this Saturday the 11th is Veterans Day. And, you know, I, I've, I think I had there's an episode maybe last year where I talked about what Veterans Day is all about, and I gave a little history. Um, I think it deserves repeating. Uh, Karen Taylor is our Senior Vice President for Human Resources, and she sends out uh, what's called, uh, uh, it, she sends out a, the Enterprise Model, and it's basically a communication to all employees. And some of you guys may, uh, may have read it. Uh, you all get it. It goes to all employees. So if you're checking your mail, uh, you should have seen it. But if not, good news. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it to you. Uh, so this one is Veterans Day, and Karen says, I first published the message below November 7th, 2018. I thought it was worth a repeat in advance of this year's Veterans Day, which is this Saturday. It's a reminder to take time to thank a veteran and their family. Without their service and sacrifices, our country, our democracy, our freedom, and our way of life would be in jeopardy. Now, let me... Just insert my own comments here. Um, it's great, thank a veteran. Uh, but you know what? They're the ones that signed up for it. I think the greater thanks goes to their families. Uh, if, you, uh, if you talk to the families, they're not the ones that raise their hand, but they're the ones that bear the brunt of uh, the burden um, and talk about sacrifice. Uh, they sacrifice without their mom, their dad, uh, or whoever it is that's serving uh, that goes away. They're the ones that really need our thanks. And oftentimes they just need a hug around the neck because they're, they're the real heroes. And for those of you that have been in our nation's uniform uh, and have been away, I, I think that uh, you probably understand what I'm saying. Okay, so 
opinion time over. And November 11th is Veterans Day, a day in which we celebrate the bravery and sacrifice of all U.S. veterans. Veterans Day was first celebrated in 1919, initially called Armistice Day, to honor World War I veterans. In 1954, having been through both World War II and the Korean War, President Eisenhower signed a bill changing the name from Armistice Day to Veterans Day, a holiday to thank all who have served the United States in times of both war and peace. Many of our enterprise family are veterans, active reservists, and or have family serving in the military. One of our employees, who's asked to remain anonymous, is the parent of two sons who are currently on active duty in the Army. In support of their sons, the family has met and spent time with a number of young soldiers, virtually adopting many of them. The following is their observation, and this is a quote. I've spent a great deal of time with the young soldiers that serve in the United States Army. Although they share a common bond in their service, they could not be more different. Their diversity across racial, ethnic, and socioeconomic spectrums is astounding. A few weeks ago at a homecoming gathering at my house, we had a group of soldiers over to celebrate. They included a Hispanic immigrant from Honduras, an African-American from Chicago, a Caucasian from rural Tennessee, and my sons, among others. It's an in, it's, it is inspirational to get to know these kids, despite their many differences and perilous job that gives little back. To a person, they are courageous, driven, conscientious, selfless, colorblind, open-minded, and downright funny. They would die for one another and any of us, and unfortunately, sometimes they do. To all of our veterans and their families, thank you for your sacrifice, your bravery, and your commitment to our country and its citizens. Hey, thanks, guys. Um, for me personally, I appreciate all of you guys that that have served or have been family members of ones that uh, that served. Um, if you see somebody shake their hand, that's uh, been in our nation's uniform. Okay, so that's uh, that's this Saturday. So, you know, I, I keep a run in the list of ideas. What on earth would I want to talk about uh, in the way of a podcast? So I've got a number of things here. Um, let's start with one that I know everybody is curious about, Project 9.3. So let me just recap. Uh, Project 9.3 is basically a challenge to the company. Make $9.3 billion uh, in 2023, and there is a bonus for every employee uh, for, at this company. Uh, that that bonus is, I think it was three thousand. If we make nine point five, that bonus goes up to five thousand dollars per employee, and that's for all of you. Um, we'll uh, we'll publish uh, those that are um, eligible for that. But basically, to be eligible, you have to be employed uh, in two thousand twenty three, and uh, believe you have to be employed on the day that it's paid out, but I'm not completely certain. I, I think that's the case. So where are we? I'm going to tell you that we're close. Um, 
I, I think there's some people that feel confident, but if you want to hear it from the man, um, I would encourage you uh, to log on uh, to the uh, company's portal and take a look at the employee webcast. Uh, so uh, there was a webcast that was put out. I believe it was uh, published right after the quarterly earnings uh, where uh, they talked about uh, where we are specifically with Project 9.3. So if you're curious, um, above and beyond me just telling you that we're awful close uh, and it looks like it's going to be really, really tight, um, take, a, take a listen to, uh, to that webcast. I think, uh, I think you'll find it uh, interesting. Let's see, what do we got coming up? Holiday season, man, I I can't believe. So Veterans Day this Saturday, uh, Thanksgiving is coming up um, right around the corner. I think uh, we got next week and then three days the week after right into Thanksgiving. I hope you guys have a chance to sit down with family and friends and share a meal. Um, Regardless of what's going on in your life, I think everybody has something to be thankful for. Um, I always tell my kids, guys, you know, it's easy to be a big sourpuss. You know, always look at everything that's going going not so great. It's harder uh, to, to look, at, look at things from a more positive attitude. I always tell my kids, hey, guys, you got to hunt the good stuff because that's what makes you feel good. And people that hunt the good stuff, um, they, uh, they spread that like wildfire. So just like a bad attitude will spread across an organization, so will a good one. So hunt the good stuff, and all of us, I think, have something to be thankful for as we get into Thanksgiving uh, this month. And then we've got Christmas. I don't know about you, but, man, I've been in, you know, I go to Lowe's periodically and Home Depot. How long have they had the Christmas stuff out? Goodness gracious. So I went in before Halloween. Uh, they had Christmas decorations out and Christmas trees and all that good stuff, the little blow-up things that are in people's front yards. Um, so Christmas, right around the corner, it's going to be here before you know it. And what's cool is uh, Enterprise allows us to have Christmas parties. And I know that uh, every terminal is planning uh, to do something. And, and, guys, that's just our opportunity to say uh, thank you. Uh, for everything you do, and let's uh, let's just take a minute to break bread together and uh, sit down and have a meal. I am going to try and make, and I asked my boss, hey, would you mind if I tried to make as many of these Christmas parties as I can? And the answer was sure. Knock yourself out. So I think that if you looked at my travel schedule for late November and then uh all the way up until the day before we um, we uh, break for for Christmas, uh, I'm I'm somewhere other than than here. I think there's probably four or five days where I'm actually in the office here. But I look forward to it getting out, and hopefully I'll get to see some of you guys. If you're listening um, and uh, you find it interesting, uh, come up and and let me know if you have ideas how to make this better. Other than uh, quit taking so long to publish these things, let me know that too. I, I got to work on that part myself. So holiday season, Veterans Day, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Um, hope you guys have a have a good holiday season. 
Hopefully it doesn't get too terribly cold. All right, so next on the agenda, I think I've gotten around and I've talked to a lot of folks about, um, you know, what what is what is Casey's vision for uh, the trucking company at Enterprise? Um, and I've told you, I think, and I'll just say it again just in case I haven't, or if we have new folks, uh, it is not my vision that we we grow this trucking business into, let's call it like the Swift or the Werner of the tank truck industry. That's just not what, that's not what we do. It's not who we are. Uh, we are a midstream oil and gas company that happens to own a, a fleet of trucks that carry crude and LP. So what, what do I see uh, as our vision uh, for trucking? Well, I'll tell you what it is. Um, I think that there are a zillion opportunities internally. And when I say internally, uh, that's within enterprise products. We have so many assets uh, scattered all over the nation. And there are little nooks and crannies where we could leverage the trucks uh, to assist in other businesses. Um, give you an example. We, the flatbed stuff. So if, if you're unaware uh, we have purchased uh, 12 flatbed trailers between uh, the ranges of 48 feet and 53 feet long. Uh, we have some some flats and we have some step decks. We purchased those uh, earlier this year uh, to uh, because there's a need to move freight on a flatbed uh, for other other parts of enterprise, primarily our operations group, but. Our projects guys, they always have a project where they need to move stuff. Um, typically, a lot of freight moves from the Houston, the greater Houston area, Beaumont, Port Arthur area, out to the West Texas area. That, that generally um, is where that freight is required. So we looked at that and said, gosh, we ought to be able to do that. We've got trucks. We've got professional drivers. We just don't have the flatbed trailer. So uh, we uh, made a proposition, um, and we pitched it, and the senior management thought it was a good idea. So lo and behold, we have a dozen flatbed trailers. I think I've told that story before. Um, so what's significant about it recently? Well, we've taken – I think we still have uh, left uh, three or four trailers that we need to pick up uh, that are not uh, complete yet, but – we do have um, the majority of them in our possession, and yesterday, uh, the 8th, uh, we made our first delivery. Uh, Sal out in West Texas uh, helped us out with that, and uh, he delivered, I think it was some palletized valves or something, uh, delivered that out to West Texas yesterday. And today, we are moving, uh, I think it was two vessels um, here in the uh, the greater Houston area, I think we're moving them from a warehouse to Aunt Bellevue or something like that. But so good news that is something that um, that we saw as a need. The flatbed trailers, uh, we developed a plan uh, with with the help of of uh, a whole lot of you guys out there and a lot of hard work, and uh, we we saw that through to fruition. Uh, with our first delivery yesterday. So it's always really 
for me, I, I really enjoy um, seeing a project all the way through. It just um, it makes you feel good when you uh, have, a, have an idea and it actually works out the way it's supposed to. Uh, let's see. Um, many of you, or, or hopefully all of you, are no stranger to our benefits program. Uh, so I would just uh, remind everyone you should have received something in the mail regarding open enrollment. And today is the 9th. You've got its open enrollment until the 15th. Uh, so it goes from the 1st to the 15th. If you want to make no changes, you don't have to do anything. If there's a change that you'd like to do, you have to do it before the 15th. Uh, so guys, if there's something you want to do, uh, change with your uh, benefits, uh, now is the time to do it. So that's some of the some of the announcements I have. Um, oh, here's another one. Man, you guys have done a great job um, with uh, our hazmat indicators or infractions. Uh, as you know, we, uh, we have had uh, a challenge with our um, hazmat infractions, so much so that uh, we had so many infractions that we entered the intervention threshold. And once you get to that point, your DOT number gets out there and you're not getting through a scale without getting checked just about. And they know that blue and white truck with this DOT number, um, they've got hazmat uh, problems. And so what are those? It's silly stuff. Placards are faded. Uh, the uh, reflective tape is faded. Um, the uh, labels are not where they're supposed to be or they're unreadable, that kind of stuff. Shipping papers are not within uh, arm's reach of the driver, uh, so we put those little door pockets. So I'm happy to say that with, uh, with y'all's help, we, uh, we have dropped uh, below the intervention threshold. This is one of those things that if we're not diligent about watching after that stuff, it'll bite us in the tail end pretty quick. So I'd ask that we uh, continue to do the stuff you've been doing uh, to keep it below that intervention threshold. And let me just say that, you know, um, we had we, we did receive uh, an inspection or audit, whatever you want to call it, from the Federal Motor uh, Safety, FMCSA, Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, um, a few months ago, and uh, we did a phenomenal job. Um, really, really good feedback. Um, th there is no excellent rating. It's just satisfactory, marginal, or unsatisfactory. Uh, we did receive a, a satisfactory rating, uh, but more importantly than that, the gentleman that uh, conducted our, uh, our audit pulled me to the side and said, Casey, you guys have a great company. Uh, it's, it's refreshing uh, to come in and inspect a company uh, that, that, uh, that has their stuff together like you guys. So I, I, I was, to, needless to say, I was very proud of all you guys for, uh, uh, for his comments. So it's not easy to do, and that takes a lot of hard work. So um, we, we did a great job. Let's talk about, let's see, what's on my list here? I got drive-offs. Load, unload, hose, connected. Seems like, um, and I, I don't know if it's just lack of, you know, we, we're not walking around doing a 360 
or all of you have like a routine you get into? Do we, does our routine get interrupted um, during, you know, the loading or unloading process? But it seems like over the past couple of months, we've had a number of trucks drive off uh, while load hoses, vent lines, ground cables uh, are all still connected. And I can't, I think you know what happens when that, when that takes place. Uh, in some cases, we end up, uh, I think we've pulled a lacked unit off its, uh, off its foundation before. But those must have been really good hoses, by the way. But so I'd ask you, you know, do, do that walk around. Um, when, uh, when you've been interrupted in your routine, uh, just take that little pause uh, to kind of get your head back, back where you were and pick up from where you, uh, where you left off. And let's see if we can uh, um, reduce uh, the number of drive-offs with hoses and whatever connected. Load-restricted bridges. Um, well, this is one that kind of bit us in the tail. We actually we ended up getting a ticket. Um, I guess we had a gentleman uh, across a, a load-restricted bridge. We were he was, I think he was right at eighty thousand pounds, and I can't remember what the bridge was restricted to forty or fifty thousand. Um, and and unfortunately, we had been going through there uh, for a while. Um, if, if the, if the sign is there and you, you know, it, it clearly says this is the weight limit, you know, regardless of our permits, we can't cross a bridge that's, uh, weight restricted. There have been too many. And I wish Chad Woods were here. He could tell you a story of, uh, of one of the, the trucks. I, I think it was up in the mid continent when we had that, that group, uh, went across a load restricted bridge and it fell through and that would suck. That that would uh, that'd be an interesting day. Um, we have had, let's see, I counted. I've got a list of things, incidents we've had in 2022 and 2023 through October. Looks like we've had 46 vehicle accidents. Forty of those were classified as minor, and six were classified as major. These may just be the ones that um, that were at fault. Uh, it seems like we're getting hit all the time, and it's nine times out of ten, it's not our fault. We're we're get, we're the ones getting hit. Somebody else isn't paying attention. But at these, there are six that were serious, and forty classified as minor. So why don't I bring that up? Well, if you're in a situation, and I, I hope and pray that you guys aren't, um, but if you are involved in an accident, um, what do we need to do after that? What, you know, pictures. Um, the, we're going to have to look at this here in the big glass house downtown and uh, make some sense of it. And generally, we do a decent job of uh, getting all the pictures, but you know, when, when you, if you're the only one there um, and you've got your, your phone or you've got, I think we have those accident kits with the camera, snap as many pictures as you feel are necessary. And don't, don't be shy about snapping pictures. Something that's very helpful. If you can get the other party's driver's license, a picture of that, get that. If there are logos on, if, it, if you're involved in an accident with a, 
another um, commercial carrier and they have logos or or maybe it's a, a pickup truck from some business and they have logos on the door, get pictures of those logos. Get pictures of any DOT numbers. Uh, you'd be surprised at some of these companies. These There's some companies out there that are some fly-by-night organizations and they, uh, even though it's clearly their fault, um, they come up with all kind of cockamamie stories to try and get out of that. We've got we got a couple of those working right now. Uh, fortunately, Chad Woods is the one that has to deal with that stuff. Well, well, fortunately for me. Let's see. So, picture. Start out, you know, if you're going to get a picture of the scene, kind of step away from the scene and get a, a big shot so we could see you know, the roadway, uh, if the if the tractor left the roadway, where did it leave the roadway, and then come in and get tighter shots of vehicle damage and things like that. When we put all the pictures together, they should be able to tell a, tell a story. Uh, so if you, if you have that in the back of your mind, um, that, that would be very helpful. Oh, let's see. Man, I think that, gosh, that's quite a bit. Um, I think I'm going to get next, I'm going to try and get, uh, Mark Arnold in here and we'll just do a little interview with Mark. And I don't know, some of y'all know who Mark is, but he's been here for a while. He's kind of a behind the scenes guy, but we'll get him in here later. Let's see what kind of other stuff do we have? Um, speeding we had in that time period, 2022 and 2023 through it's like we had five speeding events that, well, that resulted in a, a write-up. Um, two, we had two incidents where um, drivers did not have a valid commercial driver's license or some sort of certification had expired. Um, so that's... Too, that's too, too many. That 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 one kind of is weird. It just seems like seems like that's one of those things you watch after. And I, I think most of you guys do. Seatbelt violations. This was a strange one. We've had seven seven seatbelt violations. That's really odd because I I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I remember um, how many of you guys when you're riding in your, when you're a kid riding in your parents' car. I remember standing up in a passenger seat. My dad would hit the brakes. And I'm sure he did it on purpose sometimes. And I'd end up in the in the floorboard. Or, you know, if you had a sedan, the family sedan, how many of you guys would lay down in that back part by the back window, you know, where the speakers are up there? Lay down up there, and all of a sudden your parents hit the brakes, and you come flying out of there and hit the back of the front seat. Um, I remember back in, what was it, late 70s, maybe early 80s, we were talking about this earlier, when the government came out and said seatbelts are mandatory. Everybody thought that was silly. Fast forward a few years, and you know, I can't imagine getting in a vehicle without putting my seatbelt on. And, and you guys know I, I do the rock crawler thing, and I've got the, I call it raggedy red as my buggy. Um, I don't get in that buggy without putting my seatbelt on. Now, I may not have my shoulder harnesses on, but I always have my belt on. It just feels weird to me. 
So to, to have seven violations where folks aren't wearing their seatbelt driving down the highway is just kind of odd to me. Oh, let's see. What else do we have? It's kind of weird. Oh, the pre- and post-trip thing. Um, there are 45 folks that uh, instances where uh, we didn't complete a pre- or post-trip. Uh, and that's all automated now. You should have that on your tablet, which is, is pretty slick. We presented that at a at a safety council what, two weeks ago. Maybe it was a week ago. Yeah, it was a week ago, last last week. We uh, Kind of a boring topic at first. You know, on the surface, they said, hey, Casey, you're going to – trucking is going to do the – the uh, Trucking Safety Council, you need to have a topic, and one of the topics that was thrown out there was was uh, pre- and post-trip. And I thought, no, that's not really an, an intriguing topic, is it? And I started thinking about it, and, man, we have the evolution of our pre- and post-trip has gone from a piece of paper to uh, the electronic system we have today and that electronic system is integrated with uh, our dispatch capability. Um, and so when you down a piece of equipment, not only does it down it in our, um, our fleet management software, it's called Fleet EO, it also messages um, our dispatch team and lets them know that XYZ piece of equipment uh, is no longer available for dispatch because it has some sort of mechanical fault. Uh, so when you look at it in terms of uh, the evolution and system integration, it, then it starts to become pretty interesting, and I think people really appreciated that. So um, what what you're probably thinking now is, yeah, but last week I was dispatched on a broke-down trailer, right? I, I know y'all are thinking that because, yes, it happens um, because – uh, the system, while we do see a lot of system integration that we've never had before, it does not lock it out of being dispatched. It still can be dispatched. It messages uh, our dispatch team. And if they're in the heat of the battle and they miss it, that's how that kind of stuff happens. Uh, so, yeah, far from perfect, but I'd encourage you to look at where we've come from and where we are today. I, I think I think there's been a ton of improvement, and uh, I can speak for what I see up here. These guys, uh, the the whole the dispatch team, um, operations, maintenance, Chad Van Allen, Brandy, all those guys um, on the LP side, Naira and and uh, Julian, uh, the schedulers, man, they are working so hard uh, to uh, to figure out how to make things better uh, for you guys. Uh, so I really appreciate their efforts, and uh, hopefully they'll get a little bit of a breather as we get into uh, the holiday season. And with that, I think that's going to conclude this uh, this podcast. Um, wanted to do this monthly, unfortunately. This, this year it looks like it's been about quarterly. So, again, for that I apologize. I will try and do a better job of getting uh, getting a podcast put together even if it's just listening to me sit here and ramble, uh, which is probably what this this session has been all about. But, guys, I wish you uh, all the best. And as, uh, as you go throughout your day, please, please, please 
be safe, be careful, watch out for others, and I will see you in the hammer lane. Thanks, guys. This has been a podcast for you, our favorite employee. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Casey and the team. If you would like to submit a question, remember to email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. Again, that's thehammerlane at eprod.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And remember, do the best you can every day. Uh